happy holidays, listeners! Welcome to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too, a podcast with me, Samantha, and him, Indy. How are you, Indy? Ah, pretty terrible, I guess, but you know what? Who cares? Do you want to, would talking about puppies make you feel better? I think that's the only thing that can make one feel better. Also, there is a cookie in a cellophane kind of a crinkly wrap right in front of me. <laughs> and those of you who know me know that I love cookies. And why Why would you put that here while we record a podcast? I'm sorry, that's my I'm fault. I'm so tempted to go eat it now. You know, and it's your favorite kind. It was free and surprise. Those are my, two of my favorite kinds of cookies. I'll put it over here. Good. Okay. My favorite kind of cookie is delicious. Oh. Second favorite is surprise. And third favorite is free. This might be all free. Might three of those. check all the boxes. We'll I haven't tried this flavor. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know I work next to a cookie factory. A literal cookie factory. <laughs> so how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I'm drinking wine. I'm hanging out with you. It's warm. But you're drinking wine and hanging out with me every day. I know. So you must be living a pretty good life. I'm, I am. I'm living a pretty good life. No complaints. <laughs> well, I think today we need to jump right into things because it might take us a while. This is a content-heavy episode. So usually we do our things of the week on the preview episodes. We're not going to do that. I still will do a preview of the movie I'm going to get Samantha to watch for next week. But rather than things of the week, we watched, I think, 20 Christmas dog movies. And we're going to do some quick reviews of each one of them. Yes, it's uh, been quite the two weeks of us watching. We have been watching dog movies in every spare moment that we've had. And uh, I'm excited to talk about them with you. And Samantha, first question, what happened in your life to make you think this was a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> um, deprivation of owning a dog, maybe? Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and we can't go anywhere. And we so can't that... quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, new restrictions where we can't see our families. So we're stuck at home watching dog movies. Yeah, and there's worse things we could do. There is. I also love watching any very niche genre and exploring like the trends that go on and you wouldn't think that there are trends in christmas dog movies but, but there, there absolutely are. are there are like thematic trends there's the way that people look in these movies so there's orphans are a trend orphans are a trend yes what else um women who don't realize that they deserve better than their current boyfriend yes and the bad boyfriend wears a suit and the good boyfriend wears flannel and walks dogs or is some kind of surfer oh yeah there are some surfers yes. that's right um which i think is the california version of flannel yes. we have flannel here they are surfers there exactly yes um but the big thematic thing is there's usually a dog in these Christmas movies. In these Christmas dog movies? Yes. That's true. And it's usually a golden retriever. It's usually a golden retriever, although we do have a few non-golden retrievers in this episode. A little bit of diversity, because <laughs> representation matters, folks. We enjoy <laughs> canine diversity in our podcast. We are supporters of it, and we like to uh, to demonstrate canine diversity. Really? I thought you were Miss Purebred. You only like purebred dogs. No. You're about the, the purity of the, the races. No, I <laughs> the just... The dog races. Oh, my God. You're making me sound like <laughs> such a horrible person. No, but that's like if someone likes golden retrievers, that's a purebred dog. Yeah, but the way that you're phrasing it makes me sound like a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I like small dogs. I like dogs who are happy and bouncy and fluffy and um, I love Christmas dogs. I do love Christmas dogs as well. And fluffy dogs. But I like bigger dogs. <laughs> you do. That is where we kind of part ways on our dog. Um, dog ideals. Which brings us to the first movie, Dog Ideals. <laughs> that is not a movie. Our first movie is called 12 Christmas Wishes for My Dog. Or The 12 Wishes of Christmas. Because this, like many of these movies, has multiple titles because they're so bad that they didn't even check copyright, perhaps? 
I don't know what it is. And like many of our movies, this one stars Elisa Donovan. Oh, Elisa Donovan is like the queen of the dog movie world, and I don't understand why. She is in about 10 Christmas dog movies. What would you think about this movie? Um, well, this is a very misleading title for this movie because the dog is in it for about five minutes of this hour and a half long movie. Yeah, the premise is Elisa Donovan lives in a condo and her landlord says, you can't have a dog in here. So she sends her dog to dog jail and then she gets a magic life coach who grants literal wishes and she doesn't wish anything for her dog, let alone 12 Christmas wishes for her dog. But she instead wishes for shoes and new clothes. It's like one pair of shoes. That's a whole wish. What a waste. And then I'd be like, I want 50 pairs of new shoes. (laughs) <laughs> I like how that's how you think bigger, not like <laughs> world peace and hunger. Make everyone consider their the outcomes of their actions before they do things. And then you'd think it would go back to the dog at some point. But at the end of the movie, this new boyfriend of hers just brings the dog in and she's like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that dog. Oh, yeah, you. <laughs> You're back. Huh. Well, I think we should rate all of our movies on a 10-point Christmas dog scale. And this scale, of course, is just for Christmas dog movies. So a 8 here is probably like a real-world 5. True. Yes, it is a very different scale. There are only Christmas dog movies on this scale. So you can leave your diehards and your Christmas princes at home. Why would you put Die Hard and Christmas Prince in the same category? That doesn't because seem right. Because they're ones we've done on the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm going to give 12 Christmas wishes for my dog 6 out of 10 absent dogs. I'm going to go with 2 absent dogs. I think this is a terrible, terrible movie, and I can't believe you gave it 6. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid and fun. <laughs> it's stupid. So... What's our second movie, Andy? Our second movie is Beethoven's Christmas Adventure from 2011. And I think a lot of people are familiar with the Beethoven franchise because that's this is a franchise dog. See, I've never seen any of the Beethoven movies. So I didn't actually, I knew he was a very large dog, but I didn't know anything else about him. I've actually never seen one either, but I've heard of them. And I know that they've actually been in theaters and are real movies. Wait, these are theater release movies? I don't think the Christmas Adventure was. I'm not sure about that. But I think the first three Beethoven movies were. Huh. I think Charles Grodin was in them, wasn't he? Interesting. I uh, I had no idea that Beethoven was this big. I assumed he was a direct to VHS dog. Aren't you the biggest Charles Grodin fan? I don't even know who that is. Don't you have a tattoo that says Grodin faux life? No, I don't. <laughs> Number one Grodin fan? Nope. Isn't your Instagram handle Grodes Lava? <laughs> no, none of those things are true. Um, I definitely don't even know who that person is, so... Uh, I think you might be the Grodes lover. (laughs) Well, this uh, Beethoven Christmas movie has John Cleese doing a voice. That was kind of fun. That is fun. Robert Picardo, who's the holographic doctor from Voyager, is in it, and he's like a jerk. What happens in this movie? I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) There's a Christmas float that gets ruined. Somebody's mom's boss is kind of a dick. You know what? I thought I did know what this movie is about, and I don't remember any Christmas. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, I think the holographic doctor steals Santa's bag and then is able to sell all the toys that the elves made. Oh. So he sets up like a storefront and sells all these toys. I think we watched different movies because I do not remember that part. And then like an elf comes down. And in a lot of these movies, the North Pole is kind of like heaven. So the elf comes down to Earth and uh, stops... Robert Picardo, and with the help from Beethoven and some little boy or something. Okay. There may have been a float, too. I don't don't know that there wasn't. I feel like we've watched two very different parts of this movie. Because I feel like that sounds like a full movie that we just described. Yeah, between the two of them. We both remember very different halves of this movie, and uh, I think that's really funny. (laughs) I think I'll give Beethoven's Christmas Adventure... Seven large Christmas dogs out of ten. I'm going to give this four extra large Christmas dogs out of ten. 
I think this is one of the few ones that was an actual movie. Okay. I know that's a low bar, but most of these I would not consider real movies. Oh, okay. That's how bad they were. Well, let's get into our first franchise of the day. And one of the other tropes we see is dogs who do not start off talking by movie four will start to talk. Yes, because they've run out of things to per- like to present to the audience. I think in the Beethoven Christmas movie, he could talk, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, but I don't think he can talk in the other... I've never seen the other movies, but I feel like he can't talk. Let us know if you've seen the Beethoven movies and uh, he can talk. So let's talk about Golden Christmas. Now, this one was off to a really rough start because the credits were in Papyrus. Oh, yeah. What are you, Avatar? That's your favorite. Papyrus is Avatar or Papyrus? I hate both of them. Um, They're both Indy's favorite. Avatar is just the Papyrus font. All of it? Well, like the, like the posters. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. For this multi-billion dollar movie, there's, uh, throw papyrus on there. <laughs> um, Fucking garbage. Tell me about Golden Christmas. Uh, so this one, there's a woman in her, I'm going to say late 40s. She's very angry because she moves back to her hometown and her parents are selling their house. But she wanted the house, but she never told anyone that. But she acts like a petulant child and uh, starts sabotaging their life. She literally ruins someone's business in the town. Yeah, because someone else is going to buy the house. And unbeknownst to her at this point, it's the true love of her life. Because she never got over this boy she met for, I think, a summer when she was seven years old. And he called her Leia and she called him Luke. Luke, not Han? Oh, was it Han? I don't know. I don't remember that part oh, of the no, movie. Oh, no, Luke and Leia are brother and sister, <laughs> yeah, so that's never what mind. I'm saying. No, it's, uh, it's Leia and Han. Okay, that makes You're more right. sense. They weren't siblings. But the Han figure in this is Xander from Buffy, uh, Nicholas Brendan, so that was fun. Xander is my favorite. I like Xander a lot. I did not care for him in this. Oh, he, really? was, he was fine in this. This is he a terrible movie. He was the movie. most redeeming person in this movie. And our favorite, Elisa Donovan, is also in this <gasps> yeah. movie playing the sister. Yes. Um, I don't know why that's another thing that's in a lot of these movies that you find true love when you're six years old. Yeah, you're not allowed to love anybody but the person that you love when you are six. Just so everyone knows. So then I guess I'm still in love with uh, Wolverine and Patrick Waugh. Well, we're... Those are the posters I had on my bedroom. <laughs> uh, this is the final episode of I Love This You Should Do because Indy and I are breaking up. <laughs> because, I'm, because I love Patrick Waugh? No, and because... And you hated him? We... I know he's an arrogant guy, <laughs> but you got to remember, he's like mid-90s Montreal <laughs> Canadians. He was uh, he was something special. No, because we didn't meet when we were six years old. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. So I have to go be with my first grade boyfriend. Oh, yeah, I, re- I do remember who I had a crush on in, in first grade. I wonder what she's doing now. Mine was Darren. Darren, Darren. my first grade boyfriend. <laughs> That's a first grade name. Yeah. I knew a couple of Darrens then. Don't know any now. <laughs> and I don't care to. Me neither. All you Darrens out there. Uh, Indy, what do you give Golden Christmas? I give this one four golden dogs out of ten. I give this six golden dogs out of ten because... The golden dog that was a magic time-traveling dog had puppies. Oh, yeah. There might be time travel in this, or at least magic dogs. Yes. So I give it six magic dogs out of ten. Well, let's go on to Golden Christmas 2. What do you have to say about this piece of garbage? I I don't even know. What Like, what do you say about this movie? It was such a filler movie. <laughs> I remember my favorite part is when a dog is trying to stop an engagement, so the dog knocks the ring down the sink. All of that. <laughs> you know, this was such a mishmash of a movie. You know, we don't have anything good to say about Golden Christmas 2, so what do you rate this one? Uh, I give this one ambiguous dog out of ten. <laughs> I'm actually giving it five forgettable dogs, because it's... Pretty in the middle. It is unremarkable. Pretty in the middle. Um, I think we should just skip over Golden Christmas 2 and go straight to Golden Christmas 3. Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas. So in this one, we have the lead protagonist. She is uh, as charismatic as plain yogurt. (laughs) 
And you can tell that her current boyfriend is bad because he wears a suit to the beach. And he's always on his cell phone talking. Yeah, and he doesn't like the dog. Or he doesn't dislike it, but he doesn't pay enough attention to the dog. Meanwhile, a sailor gets dropped off just at the beach because when you are done in the Navy, they just drive you home. Home to the beach, They just drop you off on the beach. Um, This is our first uh, sailor slash surfer movie. Who's the surfer? Well, he's kind of like a beach guy. He may not surf in this movie, but I imagine... Who's the beach guy? The Navy guy. Oh, the sailor is the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean they're on the beach at that one point? Yes. Okay, I guess, yeah, he's a beach guy. He's a very aquatic man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's aquatic man. Um, he's as charismatic as a jar of mayonnaise, so you know what that means? They're a perfect match. Is it low-fat mayonnaise? Because that's how I felt about him. That he wasn't fat enough? No, that uh, he didn't even have the interesting uh, accoutrement of extra calories. Oh, gotcha. Sure, yeah. Uh, This is another one. They met when they were six and fell in love then, haven't seen each other. And they meet again and they fall in love. The end. And there's some puppies in it. There's more puppies in this one, which is good. Yeah, that's one of the good parts, but it's still a terrible movie. It has a kind of gorilla sequence at the Empire State Building oh, that looks yeah. like it's filmed on a cell phone. Because, it probably was because yeah. it's very hard to get the filming rights to the Empire State Building. So this is a pretty terrible movie. What do you rate it? Um, I rate this 5.5 fluffy little puppies on the beach. Oh, I'm going to give this one three beach dogs because the actual humans in it were very forgettable. okay sounds good so that brings us to the fourth installment of the golden christmas series this is the longest series of my life (laughs) uh, that one is golden winter so what's the premise of this ridiculous movie um can can you get that snake out of here (laughs) yeah just hang on let me grab it uh so a neglected at home boy with very busy parents joins a gang of teenagers who take over an abandoned house that happens to have five golden retriever puppies living in it. Yeah, because the family gets evicted and they just leave their dogs there. Their dog who's had fresh puppies. They just kind of forgot. Yeah, okay, bye. (laughs) And uh, this boy is not your typical gang joining boy. He's kind of nerdy, very quiet, and he kind of takes the puppies on as a project. This kid's a fucking loser. He's a loser, yes. I don't like... I was trying to be nice. (laughs) No, but like, there's a thing in movies where they go like, oh yeah, he's quiet so therefore he is good but he goes to like parties and then just sits in the corner and looks at the wall nobody's excluding him he excludes himself from everything yes and he also complains like my parents don't pay attention to me they don't love me and then he goes oh hold on for a second oh hi mom yeah i'm just hanging out with my friends no gotta go bye and his parents are looking out for him and they want to do things with him they're like oh hey we want to go do this thing but i work at this time so can i meet you after and then he's like my parents don't love me yeah this kid's a dick. I don't like him. I know. They do attempt to do absolutely everything they can for him, but uh, he just wants them puppies. And at the end of the movie, he decides that he's going to ask his parents for a dog for Christmas. And they're like, yep, tell me how much money the shelter needs to adopt this dog. And he's like, well, actually, it's six dogs. <laughs> yeah, he demands that his parents get him six dogs. And if they don't, they're bad parents. Yes. Uh, so, Indy, what do you give this train wreck of a movie? I give this movie three talking dogs because we forgot to mention the dogs can now talk, even though it's part four of this series where they could never talk in the past. It's such shitty dog mouth CG, too. And the voices were really bad. Yes. One of them was like the New York dog. He's like, hey, I'm walking here. Hey. And, and the that. girl dog is like, I'm a girl dog and this is my voice and it sucked um i give this 2.5 talking magically spontaneously talking dogs out of 10 let's go to the next movie the first of two and it's one that you for some reason like the 12 dogs of christmas oh this is like one of my top movies for this year so a little girl 
during the Great Depression, gets sent to live with her aunt who has no idea who she is, and she brings a town together, a town that is overrun by dogs, where dogs are also somehow illegal, and uh, she saves the dogs by putting on a musical that lasts 7,000 minutes is in only one song long. Yeah, that's that's the whole movie. You can tell it's the Great Depression <laughs> because she has this stupid hat on all the oh, time. Oh, she wears a page boy hat the entire movie. There's illegal dog fighting going on. She's going to work at the dog orphanage and they're trying to raise money for the dog orphanage. Yeah. And also if this song they sing is really good, the mayor won't kill all the dogs. No, he won't murder all the dogs. Nobody wants this to happen, but there seems to be no other option for them. It's not like, oh, well, adopt all the dogs or else I will murder them. It's just like, no, sing good or I'm going to murder all the dogs. And so the big song that they sing at the end is the 12 Dogs of Christmas, where they bring out all the dogs for each one. And number one is a poodle in a dog house. And then she shrugs like she doesn't know. Or like, look at this crazy situation. I don't know what she does. Okay, but she shrugs at the end of every single verse. And if you know the 12 Days of Christmas, it's a long song. And they do the whole thing. And it's all in the movie. It's all in the movie. So you don't have to worry about missing any days of Christmas. Because you're going to get every single one. And that shrug at the end is going to be perplexing every single day. All 12 of them. How many poodles and dog houses do you give this movie? Um, I give this an, a 9 out of 10 poodles in a dog house. That is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> I've never been in such disagreement with any movie you've liked in the past. <laughs> 9 out of 10 for this piece of garbage. Yep. Whoa. I want all of you out there to go watch The tell 12 Dogs of Christmas and tell us what you think. I'm going to give this one... Three poodles in a dog house. Well, since you loved that one so much, you must love our next movie, The Twelve Dogs of Christmas 2, The Great Puppy Rescue. Uh, That was a piece of trash. Oh, this one's not good? No. It's the same movie. (laughs) Can I tell the premise of this one? Because it makes no sense. please, because I told the premise of the one that I loved. So at the beginning, there's a basketball game. The cheerleaders run onto the floor and kind of knock the ball away from one team, making the other team win. And they're like, hey, yeah, we're on your side. So now you have to pay us, right? Pay us in dance. And then they're going to put on a performance, maybe a dog pageant that's going to raise money because I think the owner from the last movie has died. And also one of the basketball players was crippled in a car accident by the other basketball player's dad, and he's the bad guy. Uh, There's some sort of celebrity that helps them out. I don't know what she is. She's an actress, maybe? And then the dog orphanage burns down or something, I don't know. And then the southern dad, because like this is in New Hampshire or something, but one of the guys is really southern. Really southern, like exponentially southern. And he's like, I'm a semen those 12 dogs of Christmas. (laughs) I'll tell you what. You should talk like that always. I really like it. Well, I reckon I will. <laughs> well, Miss Samantha, what'd you think about this here movie? Well, I give this here movie. Oh, you're going Georgia. I like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> we almost forgot to mention that Bing Crosby is in this movie. Oh, Bing Crosby. So Bing Crosby, of course, isn't Who in is this movie. Who is an opera singer. Yeah, they have a character who looks like he's about 16, and they say, this is Bing Crosby, because it's whatever year this is supposed to be. And he doesn't (laughs) sing in Bing Crosby's very well-known famous style, but rather he kind of sings like an opera singer. And then there's a terrible, terrible rap, because there's one black player on the basketball team. So, of course, he has to come and do a rap during this performance. Always. And it was oh so bad. So I wrote down some of the lyrics from this rap. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Always. Bounce, bounce, bounce the ball. Pass it, shoot it, pass the ball. That's it. Those were complex and moving lyrics to a rap. Thank you. <laughs> And this whole show that they put on, again, is one song. It's the 12 Dogs of Christmas. So in this whole production with all of these dogs, how many dogs do you think are actually on stage? There are no dogs on stage. No dogs. There are no dogs. There are people dressed vaguely as dogs. Sometimes they're like... 
12 St. Bernards and there's people dressed like that. But then sometimes they'll say 12 Dalmatians and it's just people in top hats. Or people wearing polka dots. They didn't even do the polka dots. No, it was very disappointing. Um, I think that uh, they could have tried a little harder or put actual 12 Dogs of Christmas in this. So, Indy, using your favorite southern accent voice, what do you give this out of 10 dogs? Well, maybe I should be like a southern belle instead. Sure. I do declare this gets two southern dogs. (laughs) What do you think? Well, I give this 2.5 southern dogs out of 10. That was good. I like that. You liked my southern accent? Yeah. I am bad at accents. I guess I have two accents now. So our next movie is Hercules Saves Christmas. Or Santa's Dog, as it's titled on the DVD that I had. Also, on that DVD, there's a golden retriever on the cover looking directly into camera. How many golden retrievers are in this movie? Uh, there would be zero golden retrievers No golden retrievers. <laughs> um, Hercules is definitely not a golden retriever. He is some kind of pit bull. And um, I feel like the marketing people on this movie decided that pit bulls were not friendly or Christmassy enough to represent this movie. And I want to let everyone know out there, Samantha is smart enough to know that it's Hercules. But (laughs) in this movie, they exclusively call him Hercules. Hercules. No, I was just trying to pronounce it like they do in the Yeah, absolutely. I thought that we were pronouncing it wrong when we said Hercules. Yeah. So the premise of this is there's a dog named Hercules. Hercules. (laughs) And they kept saying Hercules so many times. And every time they said Hercules, we yelled Hercules. (laughs) Hercules. He's sent to Earth, I guess. He might be from heaven. And his job is to find this boy who was naughty, but now might be able to get onto Santa's nice list. So you'd think that would be the movie. He's trying to make this kid better. No, that's not the movie at all. Instead, he goes down, talks to this boy who lives in an orphanage because most Christmas dog children are orphans. (laughs) He tells this boy, like, hey, to get on the nice list, you have to go find a businessman who lost his Christmas spirit and make him nice. So there's three levels of this, which it didn't need to be. Why didn't Hercules just go to that businessman and to get him to do this come on hercules but he had lost his christmas spirit so he couldn't hear hercules because you can only hear talking dogs from santa's workshop if you believe in christmas or if it works better for the plot at that moment true that happens a few times as very well. true um that rule is not applicable at all moments during this film so he tries to help out this businessman but in trying to help out this terrible person be better he accidentally like fucks over some other people including this one lady who has her entire life ruined and then becomes the villain of the movie but it's really their fault they brought all of this upon him they, they... pushed her over the edge of sanity yeah Literally, because when we see her next, she's a legitimate crazy person. Yeah, because they made invisible dogs lick her. And then she's like, ah, dogs licking me. And then she lost the job. And this stupid businessman got it instead. And uh, I think she's homeless by the end. I think so. Yeah. Wait, do you remember the evil elf named Rondo who has like a white, white face and then like a giant black painted on goatee? Oh, you mean the devil? I think it might be. The Christmas devil Krampus? Oh, it was so weird. And then at the end, the little boy gets the businessman to like Christmas. And then, of course, just beautiful women flock to him. And he then says, like, hey, me and this woman that I just met haven't gone on a date yet, but she's pretty good looking. We are getting married and we're going to adopt you. Yeah. The end. The end. Happily ever after. Another orphan. Another orphan off the streets. (laughs) (laughs) So how many Hercules do you give this movie? Um, I give this three Hercules out of ten. This is a one Hercules movie for me. Really? I think it's just garbage. It's not even really a movie. Only one Hercules. One Hercules. Think about Hercules. What would he think of that? There's only one of him. Okay. You know how people look at abstract art and they're dicks and they're like, "Ah, I could do that. I look at that movie and I know, because I've worked on garbage movies myself, (laughs) that I could in fact do better. Yeah. It's that it's so bad. That's sad when that's like the bar that you're setting. Like I could go out right now and make a better movie. We could make a better let's make a better movie. 
I got the time, I think. I probably don't have much of a job anymore. <laughs> because we're all back in quarantine. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll make it. Uh, so the next dog movie that we are talking about is The Dog Who Saved Christmas Vacation. Can we do a bunch of movies together for this one? Sure. Because there's The Dog Who Saved Christmas, The Dog Who Saved the Holidays, The Dog Who Saved Christmas Vacation, and then there's the other ones that aren't even Christmassy, like Dog Who Saved Easter, Dog Who Saved Summer Vacation? Summer Vacation? Yeah. I don't know why we have both snow dog movies and summer dog movies. Those are different breeds of dogs. But all of these movies are about uh, Dean Kane. He's in all of them. Yeah. You know who else is in all of them? Who? Elisa Donovan. Oh, Elisa Donovan. Just Our, making those Christmas dog movies. The queen of Christmas dog movies. She undeniably. The Christmas queen of dog movies. <laughs> I was going to say the Christmas dog queen. <laughs> I was trying to make it less offensive. <laughs> Uh, there's also other voices like Mario Lopez and Paris Hilton was in one of them. But the only big names are voiceover actors. Because they didn't want to be. No, because like, why would you want to be in this movie? Yeah, Dean Kane, why would you want to be in this movie? You were a Superman. He was Superman. Now look at him. But all of these movies, Dean Kane and, oh, what's that guy's name? I forget his name. Joey Diaz, I think. They try to rob something and a dog stops him in each one. It's the same dog each time. Sometimes he has other dog friends. In this one, one of the dogs steals a diamond necklace to give to another dog to get her to go on dog dates with him, I guess. I don't dog know. Dog dates. <laughs> yeah, dogs go on dog dates. I would really like to see that. I've only seen it in Lady and the Tramp, and it was adorable. It was. So spaghetti and meatballs. Indy. How many resort dogs out of 10 do you give us? I'll give this four resort dogs. Some of the dogs talked, and I do prefer that, so that was kind of fun. Um, I give this two resort dogs out of 10. Whoa. Uh, this was not a very good movie. Speaking of not very good movies, let's talk about Scoot and Cassie's Christmas Adventure. Fucking featuring Scoot and Cassie. It has, it has Luke Perry in it. That's something. That's nice. <laughs> and this movie is also called Canine Adventures, A Christmas Tale. Um, I also feel like it needs to be mentioned that Cassie is spelled with a K. Yeah. So, Indy, in this movie, a family loses their mother, moves to another town, and starts over again. And uh, the little girl in this family decides to take over the town choir all the town choirs, apparently. And uh, finds a dog, moves it into her closet, as you do as a young girl, and uh, decides that she's the queen of the town. Yeah, and then she puts on a concert, which again is one song. That one song is 12 minutes long. And she somehow came up with all this choreography herself. And I think there's about 600 people in it. There's about 600 people in this. And there are, most of them are adults. So there's like a 12-year-old girl conducting like 500 adults. Yeah. And that's just a cool thing to do. It's clearly shot in Los Angeles because they say, oh, we're going sledding. And then they do an extreme close-up on people's faces. And then they just go, whoa sledding and then they show a wide and it's just green grass and they're standing on the sidewalk <laughs> yeah uh this is clearly not filmed anywhere near where snow happens um the dog in this movie is some kind of german shepherd and, and he's a police dog he's a police dog so this is one of the rare movies in this kind of lineup of movies that we watch that uh were not golden retrievers uh, so, Indy, how many scoots out of 10 do you give this? This is pretty much garbage. This is two dog cops. Oh, I give this one dog cop. Whoa, this is your least favorite, huh? It is. Oh, it's understandable. It's a terrible piece of garbage. So, Indy, what's our next magical dog movie? Our next movie is Santa Stole Our Dog, A Merry Dog Gone Christmas from 2017. Uh... I don't want to speak at a turn here, but I got to say this is the worst movie we've seen. Um, this is 0.5 dogs out of 10 for me. Whoa, just jumping right into it. <laughs> 0.5 stolen dogs out of 10. So one of the things that was really funny about this movie is 
all of these movies have dogs in it that are running around. They're being active because, like, why put a dog on a movie if you're not going to do some, like, fun dog running? Yeah. This dog does not move. It may as well have been a still photo or think, cardboard cutout. I think this was an arth- a very arthritic dog. I think it's a good-looking dog, but I think they trained it to just be still, and it does that, but it never moves. His name was Little Bear in real life. Oh, oh Little Bear. It's a pretty cute name. One of my favorite books. I love Little Bear. Little Bear's a good bear. I thought this dog was hilarious just because of the lack of movement. Um, it was very funny to watch a movie where they were like, this is a movie all about our dog and Santa. And this dog takes like seven total steps in this movie. I think I don't even want to explain what the plot is. So I'll just list off a few things that were terrible about it. Okay. The father is a toy inventor and he has this toy that eventually breaks through and is like the number one Christmas toy and everyone wants it. His genius invention is a dodo stuffed animal. It's just a cartoon dodo that looks like something you would win at a carnival. That's like the real cheap prize that they give away. Just a stuffed animal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brightly colored stuffed animal that nobody wants. One child is completely unintelligible and I could never understand what she was saying. Yep. One of the craziest things is they go to the North Pole, as you do, but there's two North Poles. There's an American North Pole and an international North Pole, or a Russian one. A Russian North Pole. I don't get that, but at the North Pole with Santa, all of the elves are children, which is something you see in some movies. Makes sense. Except there's one that's a 10-inch tall, really sexy woman with giant breasts. Giant. Like, we're talking, like, the size of her head. Yeah. Or bigger. And one of the elves is a shitty 2000s website gif CG elf. He's like animated and it's so weird because they never ever talk about why he's animated. And nothing else in this movie is. Or give him a name. He's just always in the scenes. And then the other exception to being children is one of the elves is Elvis. Oh, yeah, just, you You'd know. think maybe they're making a joke. He's like, Elvis or something? But they Elvis. never they never say anything like that. It's just Elvis is an elf. You are currently writing a better Christmas movie. It's hard not to. Then at the end, we won't, don't need to get into it, but they don't have a window in their car for some reason. A guy robs them. And I think at the end, that guy gets turned into Santa because he learns Christmas. <laughs> he learns Christmas. I uh, I did not understand large parts of this movie, and it uh, really didn't do anything for the Christmas dog movie rotation in my mind. No. How many uh, Christmas stolen dogs do you give it? I give this one stationary dog. One stationary dog. I think it's the worst one. It is. It is definitely the worst one. Should we just move on to the next one? Let's. The next one is Lost Christmas from 2011. Ugh, another bad one. This was supposed to be, I think, made as a kind of suspenseful, meaningful Christmas movie. I think so. And I'm actually just going to read what the DVD says about the plot of this movie because it's crazier than what I would say. Yes, please. Orphaned the previous Christmas, young Goose, Goose is the name of the boy, not a Goose. Goose is a little boy. Looks after his demented grandma selling stolen goods. I feel like demented is a harsh word. He shouldn't be stealing all those phones either. Goose meets Anthony, an enigmatic fae stranger with apparent psychic powers. Goose persuades Anthony to help him retrieve a bangle he stole and ends up meeting the wife of his probation officer, whose young daughter died on the same day as Goose's parents. That sentence should like stop everyone and think, like, wait a minute, what? Didn't he skip a bunch of words? No. No. He says, hey, possible angel, can you help me find a bangle? Yeah, sure, here. And now, look, hey, that's your probation officer. You know his daughter died? Here's how she died. Let's go stop her death. Yeah, there's time travel in this movie. Yeah. There's, like, reversal of time, and um, there are no permanent deaths in this movie. You know what else there isn't much of? Dog. No. He loses the dog at the beginning. He finds the dog at the end. 
This is another one that has almost no dogs in it. I think that uh, this movie gets two mysteriously missing dogs out of 10 for me. I'm going to give this one four mysterious dogs. I actually liked it. Uh, Eddie Izzard was in it. It's just bizarre and weird. And it's terrible, sure. But it's weird in the ways that I find at least enjoyable to watch, if not good. Okay. Well, our next movie is called A Christmas Tale. Spelled T-A-I-L. Oh, I get it. Isn't that funny? This is the funniest part of the movie. Right here. I thought the funniest part is when a group of homeless people who look like the stereotypes from old movies, they're all sitting around a barrel on fire with fingerless gloves and they threaten to eat a dog. That was the funniest part to me. Oh, it's the warmest, coziest part of this movie. But then one of the homeless people was a magic professor? Yeah. Not a magician, a magic professor. Like an astrology reading magic professor. He was dressed in a tweed coat with leather patches, and he was a really well-dressed homeless man. Mm -hmm. But he also could do magic? Yeah. I didn't really understand what he was talking about or predicting. Um, Well, there's a Christmas star that only comes once every thousand years, and if you make a wish on it, I think you turn into a dog. And then if you learn your Christmas lesson and fight a bear, you then turn into a boy once the thousand-year-old Christmas star goes away. You mean you end up naked in your parents' living room only wearing a scarf on Christmas Day? Yeah, isn't that what you usually do? No. Oh, maybe it's just me and the folks in A Christmas Tale. (laughs) You should definitely wear clothing on Christmas morning. That is uh, my recommendation for all of our listeners. You're not the boss of me. Okay, well, you can be naked on Christmas morning. All right, fine, I will. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Indy, how many mysterious professors out of 10 do you give this? I don't want to give it any professors. Oh. I'm going to give this two dogs who are actually boys. Two boy dogs. Two dog boys out of 10. Um, I'm going to give this 2.5 dog boys out of 10. Pretty garbage. Pretty garbage. Okay, the next one is The Search for Santa Paws. So we're back into another kind of universe, another whole uh, trilogy of movies here. Um. Indy, can you tell us a little bit about this? I sure can. I think this is my favorite of the lot. Oh, these are the best ones. So these are from the Santa Buddies universe. So if you know the Buddies, there was Air Bud, who was a sports playing dog. Yes. But then his children, like I said, with all of these things, gets to the point where they start talking. So then that also kind of introduces some sort of idea of what happened between those two. Who's the mother of these puppies? Was it a human? I'm not sure. But now the puppies can talk, while Airbud could not talk. But he could play basketball. Can you tell us what these puppies are named? Oh, yeah. Well, we don't actually get any of the puppies in this one. So oh, okay. we'll get there. But this is in that universe. The Search for Santa Paws, I think, is like a good movie. This is a very good movie. As good as anything we see on this, for sure. So it had lots of good dog running, which is a, a must if you have puppies. The um, This being a Disney movie, the producers of this movie really understand that all we want to see is dogs running up and down stairs, across slippery hardwood floors. We just want to see them being puppies and how cute they are. So um, this movie gives us puppy running. It gives us orphans who will be adopted. Oh, yeah. There's orphans in this one. It, the an orphan named Scrim? Scrim. I think it's Prime. Prim. Prim? I'm not sure what her name was. It sounded uh, something like that. Indy, her name was... <laughs> oh, got it. But she was super cute. I really liked her. She was a good singer. She had that pea coat that was really nice and oh, I kind of wanted, wanted that, to wear. I yeah, wanted that coat as an adult. Yeah, it was a nice coat. And we have uh, Santa and his companion Puppy Paws at this point. Puppy Paws, yeah. He might be Puppy Paws. They come down to earth because they may live in heaven. I don't know how that works. I think Santa lives in heaven, right? Yeah, that's what I've learned from all of these movies. 
they come to New York or somewhere and Santa gets hit by a car and robbed by a homeless person and has amnesia. It's very grim. And then Puppy Paws is in the city by himself. And like, I actually felt sympathy for this dog. I was really into it. I wanted Puppy Paws to find his way back to Santa. And what happens to Santa while Puppy Paws is looking around? Uh, Santa becomes a store Santa um, because he doesn't remember his origins and he knows that he's supposed to do something to make people happy, but he doesn't know what that is. So this is the best thing that he can do. He starts calling himself Bud and um, gets taken in by this family called the Hucklebuckles. Oh, it's just Huckle. We've shortened it. Until the end. Yeah, that's a, a running joke. They're the Hucklebuckles, but then he doesn't want to be a Christmas guy named Hucklebuckle. But then at the end, he's like, you know what? I do want to run this toy store. I do want to call myself Hucklebuckle again. And hey, you two orphans over there, I'm going to adopt you. Just met you. No big deal. Exactly. So uh, yeah, this movie had songs. It had choreographed orphan dances. And it had puppies in it. And um, it made me very happy. And it has actual actors, Richard Kind's in all of them, which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, a little girl who was on America's Got Talent named Caitlin Mayer. Yeah, she's good. And there is a magical Christmas spirit icicle that gives Santa and dogs powers. And it grants Puppy Paws, who was first a toy. Now he's not only a real puppy, but they make him grow up and he's Santa Paws at the end. Yes, he takes on his family duties and becomes Santa Paws. What would you give the search for Santa Paws? Um, I give this nine Santa Paws out of ten. I agree. This is a nine Santa Paws movie. This is the pinnacle of Santa Paws movies. Yes, well, there's only the two. Of puppy movies. Christmas puppy movies. Agreed. Okay. Well, that brings us to... um, the Santa Paws 2, The Santa Pups. Also pretty good. My biggest issue with this one is Santa and Mrs. Claus are too young and kind of hot, and I don't like that. They get way younger, way hotter, and suddenly are like maybe 45 as opposed to like 900. I think that guy was even younger. But another weird thing about this one is Scrim from part one, the lead in that. Oh, you mean Scrim? Yeah, she's in this as well, but now she plays a character named Sarah. Sarah. She's the lead in both, but plays different characters. Maybe they realized that her name didn't make any sense in the first one. Maybe that this is her twin sister. Scrim and Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. The mom was like, name my firstborn Sarah and my second one. <laughs> yep, that, that's what happened. And then she fell asleep and didn't name her second child. Uh, so this one has more puppies in it. Yeah, Santa Paws now has four children. Murbo, which I think is noble, but they don't say it like that. No, they say Murbo. This is another Hercules situation. Charity, Hope, and my favorite, Jingle. Jingle. Jingle's my favorite, too. I thought Charity was your favorite because she wore, like, sparkly things. I did like her, but, uh, I don't like how stereotypical they make the girl dogs in these movies. In this one, there's three girl dogs. I know, but this one was like, I'm the girl dog. And I didn't appreciate the pandering to me. (laughs) (laughs) That is how I would pander to you. Absolutely. (laughs) I know. I've seen you do it. I would just say, sparkle, sparkle. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. You often say that to me. Yeah, and it works each time. It does. You're right. You're right. I love Disney. But uh, I did not appreciate the stereotypical dog pandering. (laughs) Um, So, Indy, I give this four pandering girl dogs out of ten. What? No, this one is, this is a quality Christmas dog movie. This gets eight dynamic personality puppies. Out of ten? Yeah. It's probably the second best one. What? Yeah. Ah. Okay, well, we can agree to disagree on that. I uh, agree to that. Should we talk about the Santa po- Santa Buddies, the legend of Santa Paws? I guess we should. This is our last one, I promise. This is the finale of the Santa Paws movies. 
And of our Christmas dog movies. And of our Christmas dog movies. So, Indy, what did you think of this movie? It's the worst of the three, but still an actual movie, which most of them weren't. Uh, I don't really like the buddies. I think they're all kind of dicks. They are dicks. This is the one with the pandering. And in that pandering, it's also your favorite character. So it absolutely worked. Because the buddies, there's five of them. Yeah. You have Mudbud, who's the dirty one. Butterball, who's the one who eats a lot, but is also the sports one, which is a weird combination. Yeah. Buddha, who is the most offensive one. And he's a Buddhist, but he doesn't understand what Buddhism is, or at least the writers don't. So he's just solves problems by meditation and sometimes has psychic powers, perhaps? Perhaps. B-Dog, who's like a piece of shit. I hate that guy. <laughs> he just says shizzle all the time, and that's his character. And then the last one, Rosebud, whose characteristic is she's the girl. She's female. That's and that is only the characteristic. only thing that she has going for her. And like a bow or something. Yeah, or something sparkly, or 900 outfit changes in one movie. I don't enjoy Rosebud. You specifically said she's your favorite and you love her about 24 hours ago. Yeah, but only because she's the only girl dog. And that girl who was in the other two is in this one again, but now she's voicing a tiny dog named... Tiny? Tiny, yeah. How did she become that dog? Well, I think she died. Well, there was triplets. They, Scrim and Sarah got split up, but their third sister died and was reincarnated as Tiny. Oh, that's a, that's a theory. Well, this one, like, it, it destroys the timeline because there's puppy paws in this one, but it's not the puppy paws from part one because this takes place after part two. This is Santa Paws's child, I think. But Santa Paws had children. He had... Hope, Charity, Marble, and <laughs> the other one, Jingle. <laughs> yeah, Jingle's the best. I think so, that this is Jingle's child then. This is Jingle's child? Yeah. Because Jingle's our favorite. So this is like several years after. Yes. I wonder where Jingle is then. Jingle died. Jingle died? But Jingle's no, grand... No, no, no. Oh, Jingle went to the farm. Oh, okay, good. Then it's all right. Jingle's just living Jingle life in a field somewhere with some other puppies and some cows. There's a lot of issues with the timelines in the Santa Paws movies. And I think you could argue that Santa and the North Pole is outside of our space-time continuum. That's the only way it would make sense. I think so. And um, I definitely think that they need to call the future Santa Paws and the current Santa Pup like something different because it's very hard to tell who is the Santa Pup, who is the Santa Paws, and who is the next incoming Santa Pup. Well, it's pretty simple. Like once you are a toy dog and then you fill up your Christmas crystal all the way you get turned into not only a real dog but an adult dog and then you go from puppy paws to santa paws and then when you have children they become santa pups but if one of those children excels above the others they get to become puppy paws and puppy paws is an interim title until you are able to fill up your crystal with christmas cheer and become santa paws yourself and before you become santa paws you fight all your siblings to the death yeah yeah they're all dead now okay yeah no, that makes I sense. think we figured it out. Yeah, I think so. Um, six out of ten sibling-killing dogs for me. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this seven out of ten sibling-killing dogs for me. This is a fun puppy movie, so uh, I'm happy to give it six out of ten. Okay, so we've, we've rated all the dog movies. We've had all the Christmas cheer. Indy, the reason we're here is because you're going to introduce me to a new Christmas movie? Yes, my Christmas pick for this year is the 2010 Finnish movie, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Oh, this is very multicultural. I'm excited to hear a little bit more about it. Have you ever heard of this movie before? Um, I feel like I've heard it just because I live with you. That's possible. Um, but I don't actually know anything about it. So like I said, it's a Finnish movie. There's a little bit of English in it, but it's mostly in Finnish. 
The plot revolves around a British research team comes and they're digging for something in the top of this mountain. And we don't really know what it is. And then it's revealed that they may have found Yolubuki. The Santa Claus? Yolubuki is perhaps the first instance of a Santa Claus-like figure. So it's oh. from Finland or also northern uh, Norway and Sweden, the, the Lapland. And it literally means Christmas goat. But it's kind of merged with a bunch of other cultures to create what we now call Santa Claus. But this may be the very first one that we ever had in the world, which is really interesting to me. Huh. You know, let's take a look at a trailer to start, and we can talk a little bit about it afterwards. Okay. So I'm going to show Samantha a regular trailer, but you out there, I'll put on the English trailer so you can at least understand a little bit of what's going on. Perfect. It's the most magical time of the year. When traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. We found something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant ice box. For storing what? Drill deeper. Bear the dynamite. You have a grave to rob. Santa Claus. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't give up. Okay, I'm excited about that. How's it look to you? It looks dark and scary, but Christmassy. Yeah, it's billed as a horror sometimes, but some people call it a fantasy. And although it has lots of spooky stuff, I don't think it's a scary movie or a horror movie because right. there's no sustained, like, suspenseful fear. Right. There are little scary bits. But I don't think it's a horror movie, so I think if you're not into horror movies, you can definitely still watch this one, because nothing's going to jump out and scare you. You're not going to feel that tension of waiting for something scary to happen. It has some spooky imagery, but it's not one that you couldn't also show children, I think. Although, maybe don't. I haven't seen it in a while, so <laughs> I don't want to scar any kids. But it's a light movie. It's not heavy with horror stuff i think it's like a deadpan comedy a lot of the times but it's a it's a fun movie it's not just a straight up horror or anything like that so i don't want to put anyone off of it that way it looks very interesting it looks kind of like folklore and like like legends of days past which seems like a lot of fun and is a very interesting take on the santa claus kind of myth yeah, it kind of focuses on a small community that's, I think they're all reindeer herders in northern Finland, and then some start, some children start going missing, and of course we have that research team that was doing something, and then we're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's a fun movie, the lead is a child, and I don't think you're going to be too scared. I am like a giant baby when it comes to scary things. Yeah, so I think you're going to be fine in this one. So that's, Oh, so then everyone else will be fine. That's the, uh, <laughs> the thing to put out there. If you are less scared than Samantha, this movie will be easy. That's everyone else in the world, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a two-year-old when it comes to scary things. And I think it's kind of cool that they use, like, science in this movie. I don't, I haven't seen it, obviously, but I, I think it looks like it's going to be a very well thought out and uh, laid out movie. 
Ooh. We'll see. Ooh. I like it a lot. This trailer just kind of reminded me how much I loved it. I haven't seen it in a few years, so I'm really excited to watch it again. If you want to watch it, you can probably find it on Amazon Prime. Uh, Hoopla has it if you want to do it free from your local library, because I know some of us, depending on where we live, we don't have access to library stuff right now. So you can view it on Hoopla for free with your library card. Tubi, if you're using that, whatever that one is. <laughs> I don't even know what that one is. But and yeah. uh, Shudder has it as well. Ah, uh, yes. If you're in the States and you can get Shudder, We have it. Shudder here. Do we? Yeah. Oh, see, we don't have, like, cable at our house, so I assume that we can't. It's an add-on to Amazon for us. Oh, okay. And it's a subscription horror streaming service. The people who need Shudder already know about Shudder. Cool. Okay, well, if you have Shudder, watch it there. All right, well, we are going to go watch Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale from 2010. And you should watch it too. And then we're going to talk all about it next week for our last holiday episode of the year last holiday that makes me kind of sad um but i'm excited to talk about this one because i think it's gonna be another classic indie movie that i'm gonna love oh wow you have high hopes we'll see okay (laughs) that i might love (laughs) uh we'll see you next week when we talk about rare exports bye everyone bye ho 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 for dinner every night you should try something new like what pork chops Hmm. i'll think about it